I just fought you. And that kind of relieved the stress. You get what I mean? So welcome to the first episode of Next Stop Africa. I'm your host, Amy Kikoma, and I'm here with some very, very special guests, some of my brothers, Omar, Brian, Muhammad, Ludin, Ravi, and the talented Anderson, <laughs> 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 the host of In Between the Lines, the superstar, Seth Onyoku. Not a My name is G Host, you know, in it. <laughs> wow. Right. Right, gotta so, start still. So before we jump into the topic today, I just wanted um kind of talk about what the podcast itself is gonna be about and uh, what it means to me because of like everything that's been happening in Africa or everything that's been gaining traction, you know, with the NZARS movement, Congo's bleeding, Uganda's bleeding, the crisis in Ethiopia. And the uh, kind of like political strife that's going on in like Guinea, like all the other countries in Africa, I felt like it was the right time to kind of help everybody else understand and get better information on what's going on. You know, I think in the times that we are living in today, it's very, very important for all the African diaspora to, to know about what's going on in their countries. And also everybody trying to gain a better understanding of where they come from to know about what's going on back there. So I don't know. I just felt like this was something that's near and dear to my heart. And uh, I don't know. I just wanted to share it with the world and shit. So hopefully, like, it's something good. You guys enjoy it. You know, so buckle up. We're in for a nice, good episode. And uh, so with that, we could jump right in. The first episode. <laughs> so um, I was actually thinking of, like, you know, what, what do you talk about for, like, the first episode? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, I feel like there's so many topics you could talk about when it comes to Africa and shit like that. And um, a good friend of mine, Dre, who's not, who's not here with us today. I mean, he's not dead. I don't mean it. I was to say, he's not, he's not, he's not here. He's not here. I was to say, I saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, you know, know, it was like the whole time he was like, yo, my good friend, Dre. He was like, yo, my good friend, Dre. He's not with us. What did you say? I saw him post on Instagram just today. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. So we we were talking and we we're trying to um, figure out like you know what what we should talk about for the first episode, you know, to kind of I guess introduce everybody to the to the show. He had played me this clip of uh, this lady who gave a a talk at I believe it was Harvard, and um she was talking about how when she moved to the states from Africa, you know. People were like calling her names, you know, the regular stuff that people say, you know, how'd you get here? Did get you, back you know, to your country. Did you get here? Yeah, did you get on the boat? You know, do you guys write lions? You know, so we write lions? That's yeah, tough. yeah. <laughs> I wish I had the you know, lions. You guys hunt for food, you know, just <laughs> typical things I feel like we've, we've you guys got cars. Exactly, you right? Be- like, you know, do you guys have roads? You know, it's, it's just like, you know, typical ignorant stuff that, you know, I feel like we've all experienced. So that got me to think, you know. So I, I kind of brought you guys here today to kind of ask y'all, I guess for the ones that were born in the States. So I wanted to ask y'all, like, how did you guys view Africa, you know, before you knew what Africa is today, you know, because of like the, the social medias now and all that, and all that stuff, you know. But I mean, what I would say is like growing up, um, up until like I was in high school, like there wasn't a whole lot of coverage over like what was going on in Africa and 
like a lot of like there was always like this it was like a racist uh, stereotype that would go on um that like everywhere you go in Africa like the stereotype was that like there was poverty all over the place um everyone was starving um and just like everything was just yeah, negative. <laughs> yeah it was just like all negative stuff all miserable very sad stuff like if you ever want to go to Africa you'll have to take like 100 vaccines like that was like the stereotype that yeah. I would hear um often and then like granted like in high school we did cover like very basic stuff about like how like the history of um like the slave ships as well as uh how colonialism affected african countries today and why there's civil wars going on within a lot of the countries but it was very surfaced information that we received growing up in middle school and high school and like we didn't really unfortunately we didn't pay a whole lot of attention to like what was going on in africa and like what's going on today i guess for me, so i'm latino and i grew up in new york city and i basically went to a predominantly dominican and puerto rican public school from kindergarten to eighth grade okay. and i went to school <laughs> relax relax yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 1%, I'm 1% Dominican. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, get out of here, get out of here. Oh, your mommy. Anywho, so in high school, I went to school in Harlem. Now, all throughout that time frame from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade, that in that course of span, this is going to sound really weird, but I don't think I had a, a negative connotation of how people were always perceiving Africa to be. I think I knew what people were saying and like all the stuff like Brian was saying, but like, I guess I never put two and two together saying that, or I shouldn't say two and two. I guess I never put in their equation, if that makes sense, of what it looks like in quotation mark. Um, you know, I, I think for me, it was kind of like how like we all see like when people talk about like London or talk about Australia or Canada, like they think of, of you know, like this and this and that. I, I guess for me, I, I don't know. And I don't know if it was just because I, for me, it, it was being around like so, uh, like similar looking people when I was in, in all those grades um, that it kind of not made me think like that. I, I don't know if I'm making sense to y'all, um, but like- Wait, wait, so, um, so like in, in high school, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess the question is more so like, before you knew about like Africa, you feel me? Like, like no, that's that's what point. I'm saying. My my so view you before were, and after. It, so it you wasn't, so it didn't change. So you already knew it, it, Africa was like. Yeah, I, I never saw it as the kind of the woe is me kind of place. What school did you go to? Because that's the type of education I think. Like. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, that's like, the thing that I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's why it's because of how I was raised, or because like I, I can't tell you. I can't pinpoint you when that happened i can i can look back and, and look and see my view of africa now it's probably and was probably the same before i can't recall a point where i shifted my view on how it was viewed or anything like that i guess the re i guess one i think what it might be is that you know dominican republic is a, a, thir a third world uh area and you know i guess you know those stereotypes i guess didn't live in my head does that does that all make sense? Yeah. I feel like I'm just saying a lot of gibberish right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I guess I guess I understand. I guess I, I mean, not really, but 
But yeah, I okay. follow. I follow. <laughs> I followed you too. What you were saying, but like, um, I don't know. Probably from my my own experience, I know. I know when I when I first moved there, I got a, like a lot of interesting comments. You know, like mm-hmm. the do you guys hunt for food? Do you do you live in mud huts? And then when you, it's like when you try to explain to somebody like, yo, like I lived in a very progressive area. Like I feel like like the Western the Western education system kind of painted one picture of Africa, right? To just make it seem like it was like this shithole of a place. You feel me? Like people down there are just like idiots. Like they can't fend for themselves. They can't take care for themselves and shit like that. But so when you tell somebody like, nah, I lived in a house. You feel me? Like I had cars. Like you feel me? Like <laughs> and it's, it's like mind-boggling to them. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you guys like had stuff like that. So I don't know if like um any of the rest of you guys had like a different experience, you know, moving here. And I know, I know there's like um like I don't know earlier when we were talking, I know Mo was saying about like you know a million point of views. You feel me? So I don't know. Uh, if, like, mm-hmm. Mo, Not only really that. Also, like depending on um when you came to the U.S., you know, if you came into like the early late um 2000s and like 2010s that's when like the advance of social media so like it wasn't as prevalent than if you uh, came in before so like like, depending on when you arrived as well like there's a lot of different experiences for all of us who kind of yeah i was was just gonna say as somebody that came here and after the social media era and like all that like i didn't get none of like you got the i mean of course i still knew about Oh, they always look at Africa as a place to go donate money or these are kids, you know, starving. Of course, there's that present, but, you know, they that's what the picture of Africa was to the Western world. Mm. But when I got here, I never really got the... And I, I think it was also because of where the, the like, the, like, PG County is a place where we have bare uh-huh. Africans, bare, <laughs> of course. But I remember when I came up here, I really didn't get, like, None of you know, like, oh, like becoming a boat, da da da, all that stuff, mm. and all that. It, I mean, I think my perspective was a little different because a lot of people couldn't really, like, if you weren't African, you couldn't really tell I wasn't African. I didn't, and I didn't grow up around a bunch of, like, to put it simply, white people and people like that. It was a lot of, mm-hmm. like, my school, my high school was minorities. It was all mm-hmm. people of color, Asian, like, you won't you didn't see much of that so I, I really didn't have no like i never had to hide that i was african like the asa in my school my high school ran the, the school oh, you had so yeah like, <laughs> we were so like we didn't like our shit like it like when i say like our asa ran the school to the point where some people are mad that the asa ran the school mm. so it wasn't so it was never like no everybody everybody knew like there was there were actually more positive stereotypes. People would be like, "Oh, all those African kids—they're all smart. That's why they all in the like they all like they run the schools." Actually, like they literally used to say that. It was never no bad stereotypes and none of that mm. for real. But I mean, I do I do recognize that they are the all the negative stereotypes. But like every time they be like, "Oh, they're starving kids in Africa," all that stuff, and, and you know all those little in the windows being pushed all the time mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's like. It 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 is definitely is per, uh, prevalent. I'm gonna start stop speaking so every other people. Nah, look and look and I think um because <clears throat> like to your point, right? You said um like uh, the school you went to is pre- predominantly black, right? And yeah, I think um, well for me, for me it was like the the people that would you know tell me these stereotypes were people of color, right? It was 
it was the black kids, right? It was the Hispanic. Your city is just ass. You know? That's why. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> like, so that was that was my point, right? That was the point I was trying to get at. Like, right. You have people that that look just like me that were telling me these things. Feel me? I don't think it, it. It wasn't until I hit college when I like encountered like microaggression from from my white black counterparts and stuff like that. But I think before that, all those little like weird comments came from you know people of color. You know, and it was just, it was, it was weird for me. You know, you're a kid, you feel me? You're a kid growing up and you have people asking you like weird questions. I don't know. So I don't know. So I guess me and Seth had like completely different experiences. I wish I had Nigerian money to be able to stay in Africa longer. But... It's because, it's because you're <laughs> we old, are. bro. You're nah, old, you, bro. you guys are touching That's money. Why you, born, you guys you are born, you're, me. You are born in the wrong era, bro. <laughs> Oh my God! The, the best era, bro. That's why. <laughs> By the way, just like random side question, but like for those of you that moved to the states, like at what age did you move to the states? I know I, I was eight. And then Robbie. So uh, me, I moved to the states. I was what? I was maybe nineteen, twenty. It was back in twenty fourteen. So uh, that actually brings me back to no oh, Robbie, fresh in the country. Eight. Grown men. <laughs> that's hold on. That's when I graduated high school. <laughs> he jumped the ship. Yeah, I jumped the ship. Okay. Someone smacks Seth. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> then I got one over their heads. That went over their heads. So, Bomb. Bomb. Jimmy, <laughs> you see how you see how the people who's telling you all those things like those dumbass questions. Right. How it was people calling for me it was the opposite. It was you know white people because it, it oh, really, really depends also it really depends also where you move keep in mind that mm-hmm. i i went straight from cameroon to upstate new york yeah you're bugging <laughs> i'm gonna start I'm, I'm gonna need to start swinging at people where's my baseball right there that's a that's a place he went straight to pasta like <laughs> i got it all right i got it all i got the yeah, I'm sure you used to ride uh, on the back, on zebra's back. Have you seen the lion? <laughs> oh, like, 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 don't you like? So you ride on zebra's backs? So yeah, like, like there was like, there was like, I'm sure you had to work. Were they? I swear, like, we talking? Also, he's like, were they being serious? They being serious. Like, he's like, nah. I'm sure you had to worry about other things like getting attacked by a panther or <laughs> lion. <or something. laughs> nah, I'm not going to lie. Fine. And the, you know what's the the funniest thing? The funniest thing is I've seen a lion one time in my life. I've never in seen the, a lion. In the I've never seen a lion. <laughs> I didn't even know they existed, bro. I didn't even know we had all those exotic animals until I came here. Bro. Like, dude, the only lions I've seen is, is in the zoos up here. The exactly, zoo in Houston was the first place I saw a lion. I've seen like two snakes in my life. I know in Texas they got more snakes than we do, right? But <laughs> the thing that messed me up the most is was this one dude, uh, we were working, at the time I was working at a factory, like manufacturing factory. I was a, you know, like an operator there. And we were at lunch and he goes like, like, do you guys even have cars? So <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad that I pulled out my um, my driver's license. Well, I thought he said he was gonna pull out his gun. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, because you know he loves his AK forty seven. Why was that your reaction? I pulled out my driver's license in my room, you know, and showed him like I actually have a driver's license. Mm. You know, and of course there's the 
you know, the, this in, the inevitable, um, you know, for us, especially French speakers, you know, you, you move from a country where you spoke French your whole life to, you know, America where you speak mostly English and your English is broken as hell. <laughs> you know, like you're in those first months and they just don't get that. They make fun of you. Uh, and, you know, one day it got too bad and I told them that I can speak three languages. I can, how many you speak? Two. You speak uh, English and stupid. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of. Robbie's a natural comedian, obviously. You know, that's the kind of, that's the kind of, kind of quick words you learn yeah. when, um, when people attack you like this on the daily. Like. Speaking of which, I think also like Mohammed probably is, um, got experienced very close to Amy because you guys came in here very young. So I'd like to hear mm. more from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, because I know Mohammed was talking about like the the multiple point of views, like yeah. So um, my experience is similar to that of um, Amy's. Uh, the only thing I would add when it comes to like some of the name calling would be like African booty scratcher. Um, for me, it it started that's out good. Tough, wow. it, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a classic, right? So my thing is like my um, I had like different phases, right? So initially I came in, you know, you guys know I'm light-skinned, but when I was younger, I was way, way more lighter than this. So when I came into the U.S., like because of the stereotypes that they already have of Africa, of it being like only dark-skinned people that are like like famine and all these things, Mm. they didn't initially assume that I was, that I was um, African. And I spoke, I spoke fluent French too. So like a lot of the stereotypes in the beginning didn't really apply to me. Like it didn't apply to me. So they couldn't tell until I started speaking English and then they learned that I was African. Right. So once they learned that, then I started getting the other side of it. Mm. But unlike Amy and them, I'm not the type of person that you sits back and lets you insult me. I fight back. <laughs> so, I don't know where any of that's coming from. They say Amy is sweet. They say Amy is sweet. I don't know. I don't know That's insane. Because yeah, you don't bro, know I packed that shit. thing, boy. This <laughs> 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 over here. Oh, my yeah. God. pockets, <laughs> 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 too? Come on. Come around this way. <laughs> oh really? They did? Yeah, they ended up sending oh, really? me back home. Damn. But like my experience, I thought that is, like, was having people fake. try to try to disrespect oh. me and not letting them. So like no, no, I didn't understand. go through like the how do you call it, the mental scars that other people would get from mm-hmm. like you know the, the mental yes. and emotional scars that yes. you would get from people insulting you because when you insult me when I was younger, I just fought you. And that kind of relieved the stress. You get what yeah, I mean? Straight to the ass. Yeah, but you I, yeah, I heard you're all African. the things that Amy, you say to Amy me? spoke of and more. <laughs> no, I feel that. But no. like, what, 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 what you think is that aspect with regard to the first thing you said about like 
people not knowing you're African and then treating you different, and then when they find out, it's like it's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's like, the why stereotype. Is the stereotype? Mm. So it's like two sets of stereotypes. It's the assumption that if you're light skin, that you had to be mixed with something. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, mm-hmm. like these is most likely that is where it would be like rare for you to actually be African if you African, were like, yeah, yeah, like you get what I mean? Because of, color, of the yeah, stereotype color, that they see. Mm-hmm. And then after learning about it, then wanting to like reset their mindset and want mm-hmm. to like treat you the way that they want to treat all the other African kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get speaking what I mean? about like, speaking about even that first point where you said that they like people you know a lighter skin or like, Maybe because they don't, they might, they might even speak like, you know, like some type of phonetic, um, or, um, speaking. Is that a problem somewhere? Word? No, 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 still, I'm not, <laughs> not that smart. Um, but not like, but I'm, I'm, cause I, I didn't experience the name calling and all that, but I did see a lot of, cause I grew up around a lot of, a, a lot of Africans and I saw a lot of people, you know, try to, people that had just come from Africa and they would try to, you know, not fit in, but they would try to almost hide their, not hide their identity, but like... Be fake. Yeah, yeah, be fake. Yeah, right, like, being African wasn't cool at that time. Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah. It, it wasn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't cool. Trying to fit it, you know, in. It was crazy, but it was cool in my school, though. It was cool, but you would still have your little cliques where these mm. people didn't like the... Africans, because like I said, they said, oh, the ASA, the yeah, ASA's yeah. African Student, um, I think Alliance or something like that. I can't remember the full name, but like student they read. Come on, were you actually in it, bro? Like, I, I was. I was not. I was in the ASA. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. No. I, I didn't get the invite to the ASA. I wasn't that. I wasn't one of the. I wasn't one of the. Oh, you, I wasn't you, the, one of the so, he, so Seth is obviously the one being the hater. So, no, um, you know what's I, I never, I wasn't the hater. I never hated nobody. I wasn't a part of the hater group. You, I wasn't you, you never just wanted to so, no, no, the ASA, ASA was more, a lot of people that dance as well too. And my name, ah, Amy knows. Yeah, I don't do all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know a lot of people would try to try to fit out in because you know some people didn't want to be recognized as that. Some people would be like, "Oh, I made it to the cool team," and you know, I'm this type of African. You know that that's with the ASA and all that. That's cool, but like. I saw I saw a lot of people almost hide their identity. Some people when they ask them, "Oh, are you African?" Like, "No, no, no. I was born here. My parents mm. are just African." You have a lot of those comments and stuff. Like that. Right, right, right. When it comes to that, having lived in both locations, like having having like grown up like in Africa, came here and then ended up going back, I kind of saw what may have caused these things. What may have pressured some of these people to to act in those certain ways so you have you have in general like you have certain people that always want to be like they always want to be part of the clique you get what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah. that would drive them it doesn't matter where they go that would drive them to want to uh, like assimilate to whatever sheep mentality exists in that in, in that area right so mm-hmm. that's one aspect of it but then the other thing is like we especially when it comes to africans when like especially in like west africa uh-huh. There's a lot of people out there that value European and white. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, like that. Yeah, I like feel like that's so low. They, they kind of worship it. Yeah, you know what bro. I mean? yeah, it's crazy. And like the yeah. the media that's out there, everything everything that has to do with like entertainment and media out there kind of propagates yeah. it. 
You get yeah, what yep. I mean? They get sold this idea of like if you were to go to if you American were to go to Europe or like the US, you kind mm-hmm. of go into a mini heaven. You get what yeah, I mean? The dream, the and then the once dream. you once you like get in with the click, you're on a whole nother level. You get what mm-hmm. I mean? So that mm-hmm. kind of mentality, feeding into that kind of mentality, mm-hmm. and then like coming here after you have matured enough to like allow that to seep in. Once you get here, you would want to like basically adjust to what you assumed back home was was it. Even even if where you come doesn't really fit that 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 criteria like what you said your school the popular kids the most like you know the people that had all of the all of mm. the resources and clicks were the african kids mm. so those kids that end up coming from africa with those preconceived mm. notions when once they get there they won't know how to act in that situation they will just go with the already set bias that they already have yeah you get um, what i mean yeah and i've seen a lot that. of that Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't necessarily go with that. I don't necessarily go with that. Uh devil's advocate here again. But um not that it doesn't happen, it happens a lot. But mm-hmm. there's some things that we miss when we look at things like that. Uh it's not so much that people want to fit into a clay, what what it be in a clay or a clay call that they want to uh be the be that image that they saw on TV when they were they were saw in Africa. It's more like it's more like survival, you know. Like it's more like you get someone new, and in order for you to survive, you got to do like everybody else. Mm. I feel like you know, obviously, we we definitely touched on like some different views, right? But also, I can speak personally for me. I know that when we came here, my parents didn't really fuck with African Americans like that, right? Because oh, no. of, because of, because of what they saw, on, right? You know, of like you know hand sagging you feel me rap music and all that and that that okay. didn't mesh well with you know with how they were raised and how they planned on raising their kids you feel me mm. so i feel like we were stuck in the middle of that right because right when you're when you're home you're supposed to act a certain way and then when you're in school you, you, yeah you want to act a different way, Not a way. Right? you want to be so, cool you want to survive exactly so i feel like i don't know i, I just think you know african children need a lot of therapy <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. like oh like, yes bro like essentially that's what it is bro like so it's bro. it's a tough position to be in you know you, I, you I don't know, know only when i experienced that it's funny that you mentioned that because you know of course I, i moved there when i was a lot older than when you guys moved uh so i got thrown directly into the workforce and moving moving to moving to plasburg total population of black uh black people Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the biggest thing that people always told me when I moved there was they they was like yeah you're so different than the black people I was like wait what do you mean it's like no you're like different you know than the regular black people you, you know like referring to the african american and every time at work where I used like slang or if I because y'all know I listen to metal But anytime, your pardon. Yeah, <laughs> that's another topic. You, you don't want to get into it. But anytime that I listen to, you know, some some rap music, I'm talking like today rap music, not the OGs. Uh, anytime I listen to that, 
Divi, like, I think you've been hanging around way too much uh, with the African Americans. Speaking of which, you know, guess Mohammed could speak more, or like Amy and um, Seth. So you know, when misbehaving kids out here um, do certain things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Uh, if you're misbehaving, you know, you're going to get sent to military camp or something. For us, he was, oh, hey, we're going to send you back to Africa. You know what's crazy? And I never happened. got that threat. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first person that I met realized, I'm, I'm being serious. I, I tell, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I, was, I never had, I'm, my parents never was like, oh, we're going to send you back or nothing like that. It was never no threats like that. Yeah, nah. Let's let's bring it back real quick because yeah, y'all went off, y'all went off topic a little bit over there. I don't know what y'all was talking about. I was talking to one of my friends, and she was telling me about the time when uh, oh, what was that? Black Panther came out. You feel me? Mm. And like um, you know how it was like a it was like a really like historic moment, mm. you know, for the black community. You know, and you have mm. you know people going to to watch the movie. And mm-hmm. dashikis, then two knots, yeah. <laughs> shea butter, smelling all. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. everybody smelling like palm oil. Like you feel me? Like, so it was really, it was a really yeah, smart moment. Like, like, like doo doo soon. You feel me? Everybody in the theater eating eating pandu. You feel me? Like, <laughs> but but yeah. So she was telling me like um her and her friends they were planning to go. So I'm a, I'm a paraphrase. So just in case she listens, I'm a paraphrase this. I don't want her to get tight if I misspeak anything. But oh. she was telling me like um her and her friends are getting ready to go to watch the movie and um and I think it was like probably like the day before or something like she was on Twitter and there were a bunch of like Africans that were commenting on the pictures that people were taking at the theater, you know, into dashikis and all that, and they were saying it's like cultural appropriation, you know, mm. and. So she was asking me, like, I had how, like, how did I feel about it, right? Because we were having the similar conversation about, like, how a lot of people that, that made fun of me when I came here were people of color, mm. mainly, like, African-American. Yeah. And so she she kind of flipped it. She was like, so what about, what about this? So I guess I'll speak for me personally. Like, I personally didn't have a, a problem with it, right? I think um, for any, any, <laughs> any Black person, you know, that that identified with their roots as starting from, you know, from Africa. You know, I didn't have, I didn't personally didn't have an issue with them going out there and being proud of their heritage. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. being proud of like where everything for them started, you know? So I, I guess I didn't understand like where anybody could like view that as like cultural appropriation. I can see it. You feel me? It's a reach. You feel me? But it's there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, cause if you sit and think about it, to some extent it is. But then, is it really, you know? I think, like, for your friend or, like, some of the people, I had people come up to me about the same thing. Mm. I, I believe, like, it stems from the hurt of, like, childhood being, you know, called right, African right, food right. and, and, the, yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, and then yeah, now, right. and now, and now you see, Everybody you see, like, those same people right. being hypocrites right. and acting like they're all Pan-Africanists right. when they weren't. Exactly. You know what right, I mean? Right, and but then like, her. Yeah, no, but I agree with you though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right, of course. Like, I, I understand. I feel like I feel like. Descent, I don't understand why. Exactly right. Like, but I like that's it. what I'm saying though. Like, if we think about it, like that's how that's how I answered the question though. You feel me? I was like, yeah. It was probably it probably stemmed from like you know, people mm-hmm. who didn't like fully I guess, 
who weren't able to heal from for everything that they faced, you know, as a child or as a kid growing up in like the American education system. So I guess like, you know, it kind of It's not even growing out. up it's till it's till I mean, I feel like it's even currently cuz I mm. know not to put nobody business out here, but I know certain people like even older people they're like at work cuz they don't speak, you know, all the way proper English or you know their English is a little broken. You know, they get made fun of at work or they're seen as like oh they're you're dumb or they they're not you know, as smart. So that's how you you view like the I guess the the question that she had like like she didn't be a problem with like cuz she that, said she said it turned it turned her off. You feel me? Cuz like obviously she pictures? was hyped. You feel me? She was hyped. She had she had her clothes ready and all that shit. You know, to participate like everybody else was. I think you, know you gotta like, get over it's personal. You just gotta get over personal stuff, and when you get over the personal stuff, you at the end you see it's gonna at, at the end it's gonna uplift African culture and you know mm. and what it is. It's gonna it's gonna it's only gonna help. It's never gonna do anything. It's not it's not damaging. So then, can I ask? A, a, go ahead, Lulu. I was actually talking to Robbie about Black Panther. And I've always wanted to have a, a dashiki. And Robbie had one, and he was like, "Here, you can go take it." He's like, "But the only thing that I'm, the only reason why I'm giving it to you is that I'm hoping that you're also going to wear it, not only just for watching Black Panther, but like throughout all the like different times, and like just wear it as as a thing, you know, as part of your clothing." And I was like, "Yeah, for sure," which I still do. If you don't believe me, check out my Instagram and check out my Facebook, Robbie. Um, so, so me wearing that, being a Latino. Um, <laughs> is that is that cultural appropriation? I'll take that. You asked me. You asked me. Uh, you asked if if you're wearing something like a dashiki or what have you. It's cultural appropriation. The short answer uh, would be no. In your case, mm-hmm. at least as far as I'm concerned. Now, mm-hmm. now coming back to um to to the Black American going to the theater wearing uh, African garment. I will say it's not because because of the way they were stripped from their cultures. I think the African culture, like every culture in African, is proper to them too. Them being, you know, uh, American of African descent, mm-hmm. I think it's proper to them too. So if they go ahead and wear daishikis, bobolano, ankara if they wear all of that to the theater, I say, bro, go for it. You're giving exposure. What, what? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you muted, bro. <laughs> I don't know what that's talking about. This man, this man muted himself. I can't say there is. I can't say there isn't either. I can't say there isn't either. But now, yeah, you know, to just wrap this up, I feel like, you know, we kind of, we, t- we touched on a lot. We talked about a lot. Talked about different, different point of views, you know, for what it, what it, what it's like coming from Africa to here, the other point of views of, of people of color looking from, I guess, from the Western world to Africa. I mean, I feel like <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. If you wanted to go to see Black Panther and you failed to go because you were afraid to, you know, to wear African garments, you know, on behalf of all the Africans, I apologize. You know, you still got the time, you know, you could throw on your little dashiki in your crib. Watch the movie by yourself. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> now, we're never speaking on this because he's in Black Panther. Mm. Oh, yeah, true. R. R. Rest in power. Yeah, yeah, rest in power. Yeah. To a good 2020, man. Um, Sheesh. But now, yeah, 
you know, I enjoy talking to y'all. I appreciate y'all being here with me tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world. No, that's, yeah, that's a Jersey line, bro. <laughs> but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. That's love. But now, yeah, big shout outs to, to Seth, uh, the host of In, In Between the Lines, pulling up here, giving us some wisdom. <clears throat> Excuse me. And everybody else that pulled up here, appreciate y'all. Before we get up out of here, we're going to do our song of the day. Song of the day goes out to Wizkid. Of his new album Made in Legos featuring Teddy, song called Roma. Stay tuned for episode two. Until next time, peace.